TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Wednesday night to you. Hope you had a good Wednesday, good Wednesday, a good Wednesday night, a good Wednesday evening, a good Wednesday afternoon. All of the Wednesday stuff, I hope you had a good one. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you to everybody tuned in and locked in all over North America. Thank you so much to super producer and host Dave Shepard. He is holding it down in New York City. It's a Wednesday. You know what that means. Every single Wednesday night, I bring you a new top six list. That's what we're going to be doing two hours from now as we will take a look. So many conversations about coaches. Bill Belichick's, the Deion Sanders. We're going to talk about some of the best athletes turned coaches. That's going to be tonight's top six list. We're going to share that with you two hours from now. So just stay tuned. Also, by the way, you should know this by now. You can listen to the show everywhere on the free Odyssey app on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 158, a smart speaker, cbssportsradio.com. However the hell you're listening, thank you very much. If you want to talk to me, it's simple. The phone number, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm also on the Internet. If you are someone who wastes your time there, knock yourself out and join me. I'm on the Internet everywhere, at JR Sport Brief. And I shared everything that we're going to discuss tonight. And it's not just coaches. We got NFL players blaming coaches, more specifically, Justin Fields. Justin Fields is out here. He's pointing a finger at Eberflus. He's, he's pointing a finger at the coordinators. He's saying, y'all are making this, this too complicated. Y'all are making me very robotic out here. I'm like, damn, man, you didn't accomplish nothing. You already talking crap against your coaches. We're going to talk about... Justin Fields. Speaking of coaches, this is kind of crazy to me. Warren Sapp is going to hook up with Deion Sanders in, in Colorado. Nick Saban said Deion is a great coach. Chandler Jones is no longer, at least right now, he's on the non-football illness list with the Raiders. And so we got a lot to get into, a lot to talk about. And of course, last night, so many conversations about the running backs going down. Injuries to Saquon, who is now officially out on Thursday uh, against San Francisco. Talked about Nick Chubb. And so naturally, we have some running backs who have basically, they've gotten jobs as a result. Because a running back goes down, 
and another one gets his wings. The Browns bring back Kareem Hunt and the Minnesota Vikings. They are the team that brings in Cam Akers. And that's where we're going to start in a few minutes. And, and in amongst all of these conversations, by the way, we're always talking about money here on the show. People say the athletes make too much. There's always teams being exchanged and bought for billions of dollars. And so we're going to have a conversation with someone from Crunchbase. Not familiar with Crunchbase? It's okay. They count money. Investments. Chris Matinko is going to join us. He's a senior news reporter for Crunchbase. And I want to ask him, all these conversations that are had about money and athletes getting rest and and they get hurt too much. There's so much technology that gets invested into keeping them healthy. I'm going to talk to Chris and get his thoughts on, you know, what the deal is, how much money really goes into trying to keep these athletes safe. And so we're actually going to have that conversation with Chris in about, I don't know, 15 minutes. Before we do anything, a simple question to super producer and host Dave Shepard. Dave, how you doing? You good? Doing well, Jared. Thanks for asking. How about yourself, man? Uh, I'm okay. I didn't get a, a deal like uh, Kareem Hunt or Cam Akers, but I'm I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. Well, that's anyway. good. Yeah, that's what it is. Let, let's get into <laughs> it. First of all, all these running backs are busted up. We talked about it last night. Austin Eckler. Nick Chubb got his whole damn knee blown out. Saquon Barkley dealing with an ankle. I said Austin Eckler with an ankle. J.K. Dobbins dealing with his blown out knee. The Ravens talking to running backs. It's just, it's endless. And so who got a job today? Kareem Hunt got a job today. The same Kareem Hunt who basically had to play backup to Nick Chubb over the past several seasons. The same uh, Kareem Hunt who started off with Kansas City and at one point was a Pro Bowl running back. It's a hard knock life for running backs. Kareem Hunt got a job. He's back with the Browns. They're bringing him in to replace Nick Chubb. I say replace with air quotes for $4 million. Not too shabby. Not too bad. You wasn't expecting him to get some gigantic contract uh, at the top of the running back charts. But Kareem Hunt has a job. And because he played for the Browns last year, because he might as well just be a Brown, he's been a member of the Browns dating back, damn it, all the way to 2019. He spoke today. He signed his contract, and he talked to the media. And this is what Kareem Hunt had to say about being back with the Browns. It feels great, you know, being back in the building. You know, that I've been at for the past four, four or five years and, uh, you know, seeing all these faces and, you know, a motivated team. It should be motivated, right? I hope he can help out Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson needs all the damn help in the world. He, he ain't look too good, okay? And Kareem Hunt is not Nick Chubb. But besides that, Kareem Hunt, he continued on. Now that you're back with the Browns, what is your goal? I'm from Cleveland, born and raised, like I always say. And uh, I still want to win a, bring a championship here and help contribute. You know, that was my biggest goal for the past four years, to do everything I can to, you know, bring one to the hometown. So, you know, it feels good. They have a great, great team. The The team's great. Love the defense. Love, love the offense that we have. And, you know, uh, 
I'm excited to see us, you know, put it all together and gel it together and, you know, keep working to get to the end goal. Oh, come on, man. Those are some empty-ass words. Hey, what's your goal for the Cleveland Browns? Well, I just got here, and I'm from here. And so my goal is to help deliver a Super Bowl. Come on, bro. It's the Cleveland Browns we're talking about here. This is not about helping the Kansas City Chiefs get over the hump. We're talking about the Browns. This is basically a, a, a brand-new expansion team. My apologies to all my friends in Cleveland, but they just got back there like two decades ago. His goal for the Browns should be, you know what, I just, I just want to chip in and get yardage. That's my job. You ain't the quarterback. Don't run around talking about the Super Bowl. Nick Chubb wasn't talking about no damn Super Bowl because he ain't have that much influence over one. The best running back in the game, arguably, you know, you could say Christian McCaffrey, you can go Derrick Henry. But if we got to think about pure traditional running back, it is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry ain't running around saying I'm trying to deliver and win a Super Bowl. He's just trying to cash his checks. And anything that comes along with it, then, then good on him. Congratulations, Kareem Hunt. You got a job back. And speaking of Nick Chubb, who has basically tore. Hey, Shep, is it, is it tore or torn? Which one is it? He has a torn, but he also did tear. Oh, we added another wrinkle here. Well, yes. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, either way, let, let's use a, a different adjective. He ripped up everything in his damn knee. That, that, that works too, right? Yeah, uh, so, so much so that the broadcasters couldn't even talk about it again. They didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to show it. His leg made the letter L in the wrong direction. That, that's how bad this man's knee. So basically, and you don't got to be a doctor to know this, the knee was dislocated. He probably ripped up a lot of ligaments in his knee, and it's the same knee that he ripped up when he was in college. And so, yeah, Nick Chubb is, is done, at least for this season. Hopefully his career isn't finished. And so Kareem Hunt, he said he spoke to Nick Chubb. And what happened in that conversation? Did he, did he wish him luck? Did he wish him well? What the hell did he say? This is what Kareem Hunt had to say. Hey, Kareem, have you gotten a chance to talk to Nick? And, and how is he feeling in terms of if you have talked to him? Uh, you know, I just said my quick words to him, you know, uh, just I'm praying for him and praying for, you know, a strong recovery. And I told him he'll be back, man. He's he the greatest. He, he's a great one. So he'll be back. Oh, man. I, I hope he was more enthusiastic when he spoke to him than when he spoke to the media. I mean, damn it. If if I tore up everything in my leg and you want to be that enthusiastic, then I'll just be like, man, save save it. I don't need your words. But congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. You got Kareem Hunt. He's back. And you didn't want the guy. And nobody else in the NFL wanted him either. (sighs) Cleveland Browns are going to be out there in a dogfight. I'm afraid to tell you. It looks like the Ravens are in a good position here to to go ahead and and win this division. Everybody else is probably going to go out there and fight for scraps. That's the Browns bringing back Kareem Hunt. We talked about this yesterday. It's Cam Akers. He was already on the team. He wasn't happy with his role on the team. Los Angeles Rams are like, hey, you're young, but we're trying to go even younger than you. Henderson got the carries last year. Cam Akers playing on the back burner again this season. And so what does he want? He wants to leave. He wants to be traded. And that's exactly what Cam Akers got 
as the Vikings brought him in for a swap of 2026 late-round draft picks. So basically, nothing that you have to worry or care about right now and today. And Sean McVay basically told us, it's like, hey, what's the latest with Cam Akers? This is what he said. Do you have an update on Cam, and have you guys made any progress about what his future with the team might be? Uh, I've not made any, uh, you know, I haven't, don't have any updates, um, but I know Les has talked to a handful of teams and, you know, worked with David Mulgetta and um, seeing if there's some interest for him out there, and, that, and that's the direction that we're headed. Damn. Alexander Madison, huh? He, he ain't doing the job now, is he? You want to get camp makers involved in the offense now, don't you? And for the Minnesota Vikings, and I feel so bad for the Viking fans. I really do. First of all, I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled, that they acquired my friend Dalton Reisner. Good luck to Dalton Reisner uh, helping hold things down on that offensive line. But if I'm being honest, I say this all the time. Minnesota Vikings, they are a sinking ship. Kirk Cousins going to be a free agent at the end of this year, end of the season. Ain't a damn thing going to happen. I don't expect him to be back with the Vikings. I think the Vikings are going to be looking for their next quarterback. And so bringing in Cam Akers to the Minnesota Vikings, eh, what is it solving? I, I don't think too much. We know the key to the offense. That guy is Justin Jefferson. He's trying to be on the receiving end of more than 2,000 yards, trying to go out and and be the first receiver to go out and reach that mark. And so the Minnesota Vikings, damn it, they could have asked Adrian Peterson to come back to pick up some yards. And he could have got a yard or two. But ultimately, the Minnesota Vikings, they could bring back Barry Sanders. He ain't changing things for the Minnesota Vikings. So I hate to be... Shut Debbie down or is offensive to people named Debbie? I don't think so. I, I hate Debbie's to be a Debbie sensitive. Downer. Karen's yeah, are. Yeah, forget all the Debbies. If your name is Debbie, I like you, but forget you too. For the Minnesota Vikings and the Browns, you added a running back. You added two of the more replaceable pieces at a position that is easily replaceable in the NFL. And so for the Browns, you lost Chubb. Kareem Hunt ain't doing it. For the Minnesota Vikings, yeah, I know. You didn't even want Dalvin Cook anymore. You now added Cam Akers to pair up with Alexander Madison. That ain't good enough. Why? We had this conversation last night. These are running backs. The NFL owners don't want to pay them because they're replaceable. And guess what? If Kareem Hunt goes down, if Cam Akers goes down, They're going to go right back to the scrap heap and find somebody to take up those carries as well. I would not sweat it. Sucks to be a running back, but we know that already. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. What we're going to do is get ready to take a break. And on the other side of the break, I told you, nobody wants to invest in a running back. Nobody wants to pay him. Nobody wants to give him the big bucks. You show up, you do your job, they run you into the ground, and they say goodbye. We're going to talk to someone who knows all about investing. His name, Chris Matinko. Chris, senior news reporter for Crunchbase. 
which follows and, and pretty much keeps track of investments, period. I want to ask him about investments as it relates to the world of sports. You know, what teams have gotten involved in investing in, in health and fitness? How can we keep the players healthy? Analytics, is there too much analytics in the world of sports? Because some way, somehow, somebody is paying to acquire all of this information. We're going to talk to Chris Matenko from Crunchbase on the other side of the break. We're going to get going to get into your calls. We're going to talk more football. Of course, the top six list is coming in a little more or less than two hours from now. Top six athlete turned coaches. We got a lot to do. But Chris Matenko on the other side is the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It's the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. So, we have talked about so many of these injuries that have taken place in the world of sports. Last night, it was the running backs, the Chubbs, the Saquon Barkley's. Last week, it was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, your, your NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, is making a big to do about players not resting. Well, there's technology behind this, there's a lot of money that gets invested into this. So, I had to bring on someone who knows all about tech and knows about the money that goes into sports science and just in a general sense. His name is Chris Matenko. He's joining us, senior reporter from Crunchbase. Hey, Chris, thank you for taking the time to hop on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No doubt about it. Now, I know your expertise isn't so much into sports, but you keep up with the the, the money and time and effort that people take to, to just try to improve performance or just in tech in general explain to everyone what you do uh yeah so i work here uh, at crunchbase we're obviously a database uh that kind of keeps track of uh, venture capital spending and where money's going and kind of trends in the private markets basically uh so yeah i cover a lot of different aspects of technology be it kind of enterprise or cybersecurity or even kind of web3 but uh as a sports fan sports tech is definitely something that interests me and uh you know just fitness and health i think like like most people right we see so much, Chris, so much money get invested into purchasing the teams. OK, Steve Ballmer comes from Microsoft and he buys the Clippers for two and change, two bill and change uh, a couple of years ago. The Washington Commanders get sold for for six billion dollars. These these owners buy the teams and then they pay out the players, these giant contracts like that's an investment in and of itself. When you see all of these injuries in sports, what are owners investing in? to just try to get a return on the investment on the field and on the court? Well, I'm not sure what the owners themselves are necessarily investing in, but I know what, you know, what venture capitalists are investing in. And, and in some cases, some owners and some players uh, and some teams themselves, some teams have sort of their, even their own kind of venture capital arms. A lot of owners have uh, family offices that invest into venture capital funds themselves. And, um, you know, I think one of the, the number one thing that, that we see in kind of the, if you want to call it sports tech or health and fitness technologies, uh, is really just so much around data. I think it's uh, it's mainly around kind of rest, recovery, sleep, performance. You know, uh, once upon a time, right, we all love baseball. Baseball is about stats. Now, like, there are stats for pretty much everything that that is just about, you know, practice and exercise and things like that. And I think with 
the, with this kind of proliferation of data, there's a lot of startups that have, have kind of emerged to try to give people a better understanding about, you know, why their performance is going up, why it's going down, uh, why it's leveled off. Um, and we have seen, you know, a, a lot of money in, in venture capital thrown toward uh, these kinds of startups. Chris Matinko is here with us, senior news reporter for, for Crunchbase. When you talk about the money that's being invested into, I guess, fitness and health and, and trying to keep track of the athletes, what type of money are we talking about? Are we talking about this is a million dollars to see whether a guy is tired for something he wears on his neck or his wrist? Or what type of dollars are we talking here? So, you know, I just ran some numbers through our database and tried to concentrate solely on sports. So, so really things that that uh, that would definitely fall under any kind of uh, of our favorite sports, pro or amateur, um, maybe not so much of the Pelotons of the world that, you know, you or I may have as, as just kind of a weekend warrior. But, um, you know, just to give you an idea, in 2020, more than $5 billion was kind of spent on what I would kind of call sports tech uh, in the private market alone. So that's just venture capital money going to these startups. And that was, I think, uh, a little bit more than a thousand different funding deals, too. So, you know, not some of those deals could have definitely gone to more than one company. But you're still you still see kind of, I think, the breadth and, and depth of, of, of that's of the startup world in sports. Um in 2021, which if you follow kind of venture capital or the private markets, you know that um, th that that was kind of a an outlier. It was a year where money was cheap. Uh, people wanted to, to really spend it. Um, so venture capitalists really went wild uh, to their detriments in some cases. But they spent almost $12 billion that year um, on kind of sports tech and investing in sports tech. Um, and that was more than 12,000, or I'm sorry, um, uh, 1,200 different funding deals. This year, it's a little lower, right? We've kind of come back to the earth. Interest rates are a little bit higher now. Venture capitalists aren't spending their money um, quite the same. But, uh, you know, we there, to date this year, there's already been about $3 billion invested in, in those kinds of startups, a little bit more than uh, 400 deals. Um, so there's still an interest in, in, again, like just to keep that in perspective, Everything, you know, most sectors are down this year as far as venture capital investing and kind of the startup ecosystem goes. Um, you know, I'm out here in in the San Francisco Bay Area, and, you know, you can definitely see it and feel it here. It's just that money's a little bit tighter, and VCs have kind of come back down to earth. Uh, so this, the fact that sports tech has fallen isn't isn't really that big of a shock. Uh, most, most, almost all industries really have. Chris Matenko is here joining us from Crunchbase as we talk about a lot of the money being invested into to athletics as it relates to, to health, fitness, and technology. We know sports from a, a consumer perspective. It's one of the last things that people have to watch live. And so it carries great value. It generates billions of dollars in and of itself. When, when you think about some of these technologies that 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 the athletes and the teams are investing in to try to be better, I know the New York Mets spending tons of money on their analytics uh, department. Where do you find that there's there's more interest right now? Is it, hey, we need stats to know if Steph Curry is getting tired or is it we need a technology to make sure that we can maybe, you know, I saw something where you can learn how to shoot a basketball and the computer helps shot, you. Shot is tracker, it, sure. Yes, shot tracker. Is it more so on the stats and the numbers or is mm -hmm. it more so on like performance? How does that weigh out? Uh, you know, I think the big money right now goes to performance. I think you see companies like Whoop and Hyperice and, uh, you know, Tonal. There, there, there are professional uh, teams, I believe, that use Tonal, just like, you know, you or I do in a, in a home gym. Uh, you see, I think, more of that money going 
uh, bigger money going into those companies, really because their markets are bigger, right? I mean, when you really start to try to analyze the trajectory of a basketball or the swing of, you know, your your your, your golf swing, um, that is not not to say that those are small markets, but I think you, that those markets they have kind of a a finite reality to them, whereas you know you can sell uh, you can sell a data you can tell, sell devices or, or software or different kinds of platforms that analyze rest, recovery, performance, any of those kind of analytics to pretty much anybody. So, you know, like I, I know Whoop in Massachusetts, they've raised over $400 million. They're, they're valued at at least their last valuation. And, and I know their last valuation was a couple of years ago for, for their funding round, but, you know, it was over $3 billion. Uh, so, you know, you're talking about a, a relative, a, really large company with investors like uh, Rory, um, Rory McElroy, uh, Eli Manning, um, just uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, so, you know, you can see where, where some of these athletes have put their money uh, and what, what they do with it. Uh, but to your point too, that's not to say there are a lot of startups that we see every day that, that come out that are very kind of, um, I wanted to use the word niche, they, they would probably not like that, but, but, you know, very specific to a singular sport. Um, and again, like that's, that just provides not to say that they can't be successful, but it provides a kind of a more, a smaller market, a more finite market. Um, when you think about it, right. A lot of these larger companies that analyze sleep, for instance, is a perfect one, right? That, that market's a huge market because not just does it apply to sports, it, it can apply to you or I just in our regular working job or fat. What about a factory worker? What about airlines? What about, you know, uh, companies that really want to analyze how their employees are sleeping, if they're getting the proper sleep, maybe they can't, you know, if you're a pilot, you can't fly. So those markets kind of can go beyond athletics. And so that's why you're seeing kind of some of, uh, you know, really some of these larger, larger rounds. Um, I was just seeing like, I know Tonal raised about $130 million uh, earlier this year. Uh, there's eGym, which is actually a German company, which does kind of data analytics uh, also for kind of performance and, and, um, uh, use, you know, what, what you're doing while, while you're kind of in health facilities, they yeah. raised, raised a large amount of money too. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, that money is really going into more, more of the startups that do that kind of work. Man, we need to, we need to spread things out. Normal everyday use. I'm not going to shoot like Steph Curry, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody needs to sleep. And it's uh, Chris Matinko is joining us here. Crunch base, the JR sport Show, CBS sports radio. We're talking about the, the the business and the investment side that goes into sports from a performance standpoint. Ironically, Chris, I saw a story. There is a, a Japanese pitcher, I believe, on the Blue Jays who recently had to exit a game due to cramps. And his reasoning was, I think I cramped up because instead of my normal 13 to 14 hours a night of sleep, I only got 11. And I was a little bit jealous of him. But uh, I guess those are the type of things that that, that we can track now, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, with a, just the proliferation of, of, of data sets, uh, I in in kind of you know you, you hear all about AI now in the, in the world too. The information that that these platforms are able to give you and tell you why something is happening or or why you can't do what you did yesterday uh, is really just amazing. It's really democratized, really just uh, fitness and health too. I mean people have never been more into fitness and health now. And I think that's a big reason why it's because you have all this data, you have all this knowledge. Um, so yeah, it can, it applies to kind of the Steph Curry's of the world and uh, you know, um, and just, just anybody in general in, in the professional kind of sports world, but it also just applies to to you or I. And, um, and I think that's why investors just see a big market in it right now. 
Final question for you, Chris. This is more of a, of a personal question, your opinion. There are a lot of fans who don't, I don't want to say appreciate, but there's there's less of a balance with data and numbers and investment when it comes to sports. It's not like me and you going outside and, and playing in the backyard years ago. Those days are over. So much money, so much investment, so much tech. Do you find that there is probably more so an imbalance? Uh, we, we might be moving in the wrong direction. Just too much cash, too much information. Sometimes in sports, you just got to go play. Yeah, I think I go both ways on that. I, um, you know, I'm a baseball fan. I definitely, uh, like most people get, you know, irritated or annoyed sometimes with the, you know, this guy's throwing 100 pitches, got to take him out of the game. Uh, you know, I, some of the numbers don't necessarily make sense to me. And I wonder about the analytics behind it uh, and what it really means. Or we can't use this guy for, you know, three three consecutive uh, games or whatever, you know, out of the bullpen. That kind of is weird. I do have a lot of appreciation, I think, for the, the a lot of the teams. And I you know, I think the NBA teams do it even probably. I think NBA teams are probably kind of the early adopters of some of this technology more so that really follow kind of an athlete's performance, their their health, their fitness, their, you know, everything is measurable. And I do think that there there is a there is definitely a, a place in the world for that. I mean, I think you're you're really going with some hard numbers that you know have data to back that you know they're just it's data i mean it, it's it, it is it's there and and it's you can't argue with it it's undebatable um and i i feel like some of that is i think i feel like a lot of that is really good for for these sports in and keeping players healthy i haven't really analyzed you know do more players get hurt now you know i kind of probably think so but that's it's probably because you know everybody's bigger faster stronger um so you know i think that's more of the reason then you know we're not doing as good of a job taking care of these athletes as we were back in you know the 50s 60s 70s that kind of thing yeah one thing we know for sure that the technology whether we like it a lot it's it's not going away and, and neither is the investment hey chris i appreciate you sharing the information the numbers the stats is there anything else that you want to add uh no i mean i would just say you know uh if if you know if people are kind of interested in this kind of work or 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 what money is going to you know it's it's funny you can just look at maybe what some of your favorite athletes invest in what some of your favorite sports teams invest in uh to me i'm always amazed i'm not amazed anymore but you know it's 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 shocking how many of these teams i know the golden state warriors out here they have their own venture fund the green bay packers not kind of an area that you think of as kind of a, a huge tech community but they have their own venture capital fund title town i believe i believe it's called um, but athletes like, you know, uh, uh, Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady, I mean, they've been investing for years. Uh, so, you know, if you're, if you're interested in it, sometimes you can just follow what your favorite athlete is kind of, uh, investing in and, and kind of see what the new, that, what, you know, the new, new, uh, greatest technology kind of is. Hey, it's a, it's a wild world that we live in so much information, so much to participate in. Hey, Chris, where can people follow you and your work and your articles and everything that you put out? Yeah, just, uh, just at, at Crunchbase News, uh, just uh, look it up uh, if you want any money, any information on, on Crunchbase, uh, kind of the data that we have, crunchbase.com. Uh, you know, you can kind of search for, uh, you know, just where investors are spending their money. Look up, you can check out your favorite, you know, search for sports tech companies, try to see, you know, what, what some of these companies have raised and what they do, um, any of that. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, go to, go to crunchbase.news uh, and, you know, please read. Hey, listen, it's a pleasure to have a professional on here to talk some money, to talk some investment. We all love sports. 
But we always got to remember there's certainly a business side behind it as well. Thank you so much to Chris Matenko from Crunchbase for joining us here. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. wants to hear from you call him now at 855-212-4CBS that's 855-212-4227 it is the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio thank you so much to Chris Matenko from Crunch Base for joining us to talk about money and the business of sports you know what there's one question I forgot to ask him how the hell can we get the running backs paid uh, I guess I know why I didn't ask him that. Ask him because the answer is there's no way to get the running backs paid. There is no technology that's going to help them out. So thank you so much again to Chris Matenko coming through to talk about money and uh, a lot of the investment that is going into sports as teams look to improve and, and get an edge any way that they can. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Let's get some of your calls in before we hit the break. Let me tell you this, at the top of the hour, we're going to talk about Justin Fields because it is not looking good in Chicago. And with some of the upcoming games, it may not look good for the foreseeable future. 855-212-4CBS. This 855-212-4CBS. Tim is here from Alabama. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, Tim? What's going on, JR? How are you? I'm doing great, man. But when you uh, when you come on, you introduce all these people, and you say, "Hey, call me on this, this, and this." You can say nothing about rugby. Hold on a second. Hey, Shep. Yes, sir. The hell is that man talking about? Oh, his rugby phone. Oh, that's him. Oh my God. Hey, Tim. No, that's I'll a, be that's on a rugby, cell phone. Man. That's a cell phone, Tim. Like, call me on your phone. Yeah, it don't matter what the brand is. I don't care. I'm just calling you on the rugby. Hey, I got a question for it's you, man. It's a Samsung cell phone. It, I, I get it. It's okay. Go ahead. JR. Yes. In your top four right now in college football, you got Washington listed. What, man? I don't have a top four for, for college football. It's so early, man. We haven't even gone into, like, real hey, conference. Hey, man. Hey, man. Stop right there. Can what? I ask you this? Yeah. Right now, do you consider Mac Jones a bust? How we go from one question? Can I answer the first? Can I give a, an answer, or do you understand why I'm not sitting No, you with... don't give me the answer. It's too early. Yeah, it is. Okay, so, so think... it's too okay. early. Oh, all right, fine. So do I think Mac Jones, since we're doing 21 questions here, do I think Mac Jones is a bust? No, I don't think he's a bust yet. No, not not quite. Amen. I think he's an average okay, quarterback at best. JR, third question, because I like doing things fast, brother. I hope you don't like doing everything fast, but go ahead. Yeah, I like doing a lot of things fast, but not everything fast. Good. What's the other question? All right. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Who you got? Oh, man. 100%. Who you got? 100%. Uh, not 
not not not two hundred percent. No, 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 no. Hundred percent. Who you got? Right now. Uh uh I I'd go for Notre Dame right now. Really? Yeah, I go for Notre Dame right now. It's but I, I think this kind of rolls into the same category of what I've already told you. It's early, man. It's yeah. early. Yes. Idiot. Idiot. JR. Yes. And man, I love you, dog. And I, I love, appreciate I love you, too. All right, Tad. Well, you have a good hey, night, all right? One, hey, one more question. I don't know if I'm going to answer, but go ahead, ask. Chris, from uh, whatever he was from. All right, Tim. Hey, Tim, call me back tomorrow, okay? Yes, sir. Okay, don't, don't, don't really call me back tomorrow. Hey, Shep, how did, how did he degrade as we went on? How did that happen? I think, like I think as, the Mac Jones thing was a transition on. from the top four because he wanted Alabama to be in your top four. There's no way in hell Alabama was going to be in a top four or anything right now. Yeah, they're not. I mean, you saw what they did against South Florida. It was a win that felt like a loss. I just think they, that was the transition from question one to question two, and then I just felt like it was it was Sillyville for, uh, for Tim. What did they score, like 15, 16, 17 points or something like that? So it was a three-point game for two and a half quarters. It was a one-possession game until 30 seconds left. We know Alabama gave up 21 fourth-quarter points to Texas in Tuscaloosa. They're not going to be in anyone's top four as do, much as Tim wants them to be. Do they even know? Who, they just going to switch uh, quarterbacks every week? <laughs> right. So it's Montgomery or it's... Uh, Milrow. Right. It's going to be Jalen Milrow, correct. But yeah, he's, uh, he's right now. Right. But it next, was, yeah. So this week, this weekend he'll be throwing the ball, and next week he'll be back on the sidelines clapping away. Well, if you have eyes, and I don't know if Nick Saban does these days, Jalen oh. Milrow is clearly their best quarterback. It's not, it's not even up for discussion. But Nick just wants to make everything complicated. Maybe he's trying to prove a point. What he doesn't understand is he might alienate a quarterback when it is easier to transfer than ever before. It's why Nick Saban begrudgingly is now praising Deion Sanders, which you apparently tipped me off to. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about Nick Saban next hour. Great. 855-212-4CBS. It's 855-212-4CBS. Daniel is calling from Chicago as he is driving, driving his Uber. Daniel, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, man? My of respect. Thank you. What's up? Okay. I'm done with uh, Justin. Justin Fields. Wait I'm a minute. Pulling out. Wait, wait, I'm pulling wait, out. wait, 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 wait. I'm, 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 you called me in yeah. June, July, I, I August. Know. You called me yes. two weeks ago, and you told me the Bears were going to the Super Bowl. And yes, now today know. you're telling me you're not, you're not rolling with Justin Fields no more? No, I'm not rolling with him. No, everything is messed up. We don't have a quad, we don't have a defense coordinator. We don't have nobody. And it's you know, like uh, Justin is saying a lot of stuff today that I don't even I don't agree what he said. You know, you can't just do whatever you want. You got a coach. Coach, you got a well, coach. You got to listen to the coach. He doesn't listen to the coach. He, he doesn't you, you sound like to. he has too much confidence in the coach right now. That's probably the problem. No, not. No, I don't think so, because we don't want we want it to be a pocket quarterback. Okay, you look, you throw. There's a lot of stuff he missed uh, last Sunday. You know, if I'm a quarterback, I can win the game for the Bears last Sunday. If I'm a quarterback, I win the game for the Bears. He missed a lot of stuff. You know, get stuck six times. You know, so I'm I'm pulling out. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm, let, I'm let, put- let, so now that we're switching things up, uh, now that okay. you don't believe the Bears are going to the Super Bowl, what is your expectation uh, for them the rest of the year? Oh well, I just hope they can win uh, more than three games. Oh, more than three? <laughs> hey, I, I like how you. Uh, yeah, have, I like how you switch things up. Hey, Daniel, thank you for calling from Chicago. I appreciate you. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a nice day. You as well. You as well. Man, that changed. This man called me, I don't know, once a month and told me how the Bears were going to the Super Bowl. And here we are two weeks into the season, two games into the season, and he has already switched it up. And now he's like, oh, Bears, if they get lucky if they win three games. I hope he doesn't change his mind like that all the damn time. Spencer's here in the car. Spencer, you got to go quick. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hey, JR. So I'm a Texas boy driving through the Midwest right now, and I got to ask, outside of the Niners, Cowboys got to be the scariest defense in the NFL. Michael Parsons looks otherworldly, right? Like, he looks faster than every player on the field. Oh, yeah, I mean, well, you saw that from the opening game against the New York Jets. It's like uh, Zach Wilson snapped the ball, and the next thing you know, uh, uh, Michael Parsons was was all up in his face, man. So, yeah, the the Dallas Cowboys defense, it's fast as hell. Uh, We've seen this over the past two years. They force turnovers, and that's what happens when you're able to put pressure on the quarterback with with, uh, Parsons, and then you got Trayvon Diggs out there just, just waiting for the ball to fall into his hands. So... No, they, they are a tremendous defense, and they're just going to raise hell. And they picked up Stephon Gilmore. It's it's pretty good. I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do the rest of the season. Uh, maybe the offense can keep up with them. I hope so, man. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You as well, Spencer. Be safe out there driving around in your car. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. You just heard Daniel from Chicago driving his Uber. Peg the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, at only three victories. This after he told me for months he believes that they are going to the Super Bowl. I could tell you where Justin Fields is going. It looks like Justin Fields is going nowhere. It looks like he's not going to be holding on to the starting quarterback job. And the worst part about it is it looks like he is blaming other people right now. What type of quarterback leader is this? Bears still looking for a guy to throw 4,000 yards. Probably ain't going to be Fields. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're going to talk about that. And then, yeah, about an hour from now, a new top six list. Don't move. CBS Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.